You're listening to Church on the Path Inspiration Podcast. Brought to you by Holy Fire. And broadcasting from the heart of Brisbane City, Australia. Speaking today is Pastor Glenn Gerhauser. Today's message for Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday, is the weapon of praise. And we've been talking about restoring the soul, restoring the soul. So the weapon of praise, I'm going to be talking about praise. And what do I mean by praise? I'm talking about praising God. And I want to thank you for your prayers because while we were in worship, I could feel and I was experiencing the resurrection power of Jesus. Amen. And you know it's real because I've been in bed. I know it's real because I've been in bed this week. I tried to get up on Tuesday, but then didn't have too much success. And so I haven't been too well. But I'm, not, I'm not contagious, uh, but I haven't been too well. But thank God I'm here through your prayers. And I want to share something that the Lord put on my heart uh, for this time. And uh, yeah, he gave me this about a week ago. So I'm going to pray. Father, just take these words. Let them be like arrows in our hearts. And we're praying that you would raise up an army of praise, an army that praises you and doesn't stop praising you. And we thank you that this is something that you're doing already. All around the world, the young youth, especially in young adults, are praising you and they're worshiping you. And we see the videos and the reports of, of groups that they don't want to stop praising you. And we want to thank you that while this is a small family here, we are one with a huge body of believers all around the world. Our brothers and sisters and the angels praising you in heaven. And uh, we thank you for the body of Christ. And we thank you, Jesus, for rising from the dead. Give me the grace to share in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, and we'll do something that we usually do put our hands on our hearts and pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, speak to my heart and change my life in your precious name. Amen. Okay, the weapon of praise. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise. That's one of the songs that we sing often at Bible school. And we've been having, before I get into this, we've been having amazing times at Bible school. Uh, the students don't want to stop praising God. So I have to stop, you know, I have to stop. And it's a, it's a real dilemma of whether to stop early or just keep on going. Because when you keep on going, you don't know what God's going to do. You don't know how he's going to break out and how he's going to work. But I, oft, I, but I definitely have to stop it before midnight because the car parks 
uh, the car parks close at midnight. So, uh, but we've been talking about bringing our sleeping bags and <laughs> all night. And this is something that God is doing among his people, especially young people. They want to keep on worshiping God. And it's not like they are looking for the big performance of the big stage. Just simple worship. Uh, and simple worship, guitar, nothing flashy, but they're desiring to keep on worshiping. So we're experiencing that at the Bible school and other uh, all Christians, every hungry Christian is experiencing something amazing along those lines. So today we're going to talk about the power of praise and the reason why we must live a life of praising God. So we're talking about the power of praise and the reason why we must live a life of praising God. This is not meant to be long. I specifically um, yeah, didn't, uh, didn't, uh, was it, didn't produce as many slides so that's not as long. And usually on uh, Easter we don't want it to be too long. But it's, I, I believe it's so important, and this is a, a message that's just been burning on my heart lately. Here is the last verse, the last verse of Luke 24. Uh, Luke, the last verse of the Gospel of Luke. The last verse of the Gospel of Luke. This is Luke 24, verse 53. And this is how the Gospel of Luke ends. And they stayed continually at the temple praising God. They stayed continually at the temple praising God. Now, this was their response to the resurrection of Jesus. There's the tomb that they believe Jesus rose from the dead. Of course, it's debatable, but if you went to Israel, that's what you would see. Continual praise was the disciples' response to Jesus' victorious resurrection. Continual praise was the disciples' response to Jesus' victorious resurrection. Well, it feels like, you know, this is Resurrection Sunday, but it feels like Pentecost Sunday with the wind, huh? <laughs> the mighty rushing wind. Tongues of fire, yeah. Luke 24, let me start with Luke 24, 50. So this is after the resurrection, and Jesus is, about, Jesus is about to ascend to heaven, to the right hand of his Father. And it says, When he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken, taken up into heaven. So while he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And then this is the last verse. This is the one we just read. And they stayed continually at the temple praising God. They stayed continually at the temple praising God. And this is all their, their response to Jesus' resurrection and his ascension into heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So today, and this is the bulk of the message, is this 
infographic I've been working on, why praise? So why praise? And I'm going to zoom into this in a second because you wouldn't be able to see the words. So why praise? And we've looked at things like why give and why Sunday. This one is why praise. The first reason why we should praise, and let me just read this here. The scriptures are filled with praises to God the Most High. Here are a few reasons why you should live a life of praise. So the first reason is this. Our God is worthy and victorious. Our God is worthy and victorious. Now, I just want to stop here. And as Christians, often we limit praise to Sunday mornings or Bible studies or uh, some event. And so there we praise God. But God wants to break out of our limitations and he wants us, like the disciples, to praise him continually. Constant praise. And he wants to raise up this army of praise. So when you're getting up in the morning, you're praising God. When you're going about your uh, morning routine, you're praising God. You're praising God in the afternoon. You're praising God in the evening. You're praising God while you're driving. This constant, continual praise this is something that the Lord wants in his people, that we're always praising him. Now, this happened when I got saved. I, I got saved when I was uh, 17, turning 18. I was just so, I was born again. I was born again because of the resurrection of Jesus. And I was so happy, so filled with joy. You may have heard this, but I was so happy, so filled with joy that I was singing and praising God everywhere. And, of course, this was upsetting the norm of what the Christians were used to. So we'd be walking, taking a walk maybe as the youth group, and I'd be, uh, I'd be taking a walk with the youth group or the men's group, and I'd be singing and just quoting scripture and just so excited, and everybody would say, oh, come on, you know, Glenn, settle down. It's too much. Then I was in uh, worship, and I was singing too loud, so the worship leader, the worship leader... Worship leader had to come to me, and then my pastor had to speak to me and say, Glenn, you're uh, basically, you're upstaging the worship leader. But it wasn't because I was trying to. I wasn't looking for any attention. I was just so filled with this joy, so filled with this love for Jesus. My heart was filled with praise and song. And then I had to learn some wisdom that not to be annoying. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be annoying, but I did have to learn the wisdom. Yeah, well, that's the, that's the th deal is uh, Christians can quench the spirit. And uh, we have to watch out not to quench the spirit. But this is, that was normal. That's the normal Christian life. And uh, sadly, in the body of Christ, often we are not... Uh, so open to what is the normal kingdom life. Well, why do we praise God? Our God is worthy and victorious. I played before that song from Keith Green, the Easter song. He is risen. It's celebrating he is risen. And I remember how much in my early Christian life that song made an impact on me because I was born again 
and you are born again because he has risen. Being born again is experiencing that resurrection life within. And that gives you the power. And that's why I'm here this morning. I thought I can't miss, even though I've been in bed and not feeling too well. I don't want to, and I miss Passover, and that I felt really horrible about missing Passover. The reason why is Caesar and I had been planning and talking about the Passover for the whole entire year, and I was working on it and came up with a Seder, and, and I was trying to, but I just could not do it. But thank God I am here, and by the grace of God I'm here because of his resurrection life within. And because... That victory lives in you, no matter what you go through, what you experience. Jesus' victory lives within you. Throughout history, our all-powerful God has been compassionate and gracious. That's his hallmark, compassion and grace. In Christ, he comes, suffers, dies, and rises from the dead for our sake. He is worthy and victorious over all our enemies. And that is why we praise. And when the disciples realized that he had risen from the dead, that he had conquered death, that he conquered sin, that he conquered sickness, that he conquered all the evil one's plans and all the plans of those who were wicked, he cut it. He cut those cords and he broke them. And when they realized what Jesus had done, they probably they didn't fully realize it, but it was like the dawn rising and they started to realize it. What did they do? They kept on praising him. They kept on staying uh, at the temple and they kept on praising him. So let's look at Psalm 135. Psalm 135. We won't read all of it, but we'll start to read it. And here, there's this command that comes through over and over in Scripture. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Or hallelujah. Right? Yah is abbreviation of Yahweh. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. So when you say hallelujah, you're actually commanding people to praise God. You're praising God, but you're also calling on those around you and the angels in heaven to praise God. Hallelujah. It's a powerful word. We'll talk about it maybe a little bit more later. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise him, you servants of the Lord. You who minister in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the Lord, uh, in the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord for the Lord is good. So he's worthy, he's good, Tov. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praises to his name, for that is pleasant. For the Lord has chosen Jacob to be his own, Israel to be his treasured possession. I know that the Lord is great, that our Lord is greater than all gods. The Lord does whatever pleases him in the heavens and on the earth and the seas and all their depths. He makes clouds rise from the ends of the earth. He sends lightning with the rain. We saw some of that this weekend. And brings out the wind from his storehouses. Oh, we're hearing the wind in the trees. Well, then this reminds us of Passover, the next one, verse 8. He struck down the firstborn of Egypt, the firstborn 
of people and animals. He sent his signs and wonders into your midst, Egypt, against Pharaoh and all his servants. He struck down many nations and killed mighty kings, Sihon, king of the Amorites, Og, king of Bashan, and all the kings of Canaan. And he gave their land as an inheritance, an inheritance to his people, Israel. Oh, it looks like I'm reading a bit more than I expected. Verse 13, your name, Yahweh, endures forever. Your renown, Yahweh, through all generations. For Yahweh, or for the Lord, will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants. So this whole, we're not reading the whole thing, but this whole thing is a call to praise. And over and over in Scripture, we're reminded that we're praising God because he is worthy and victorious. And he leads us in triumph and victory. Amen? He doesn't leave us behind. I'm victorious, but I let you guys grovel over there. <laughs> no, I'm victorious, and I'm leading you in my victory. And you get to experience my resurrection life. Just ask, and you will receive. So what's the second reason to praise the Lord? Praise shifts your focus. Praise shifts your focus. Now, go to Psalm 42. Psalm 42. We're going to see this in Psalm 42. It's very easy to get caught up in our own thoughts and the negativity around us. And nobody's life is all perfect. There's always pain and trials and issues. But what praise does is it turns our eyes off of ourselves and our pain and even our own uh, depression and on to the Lord. So here you see this in Psalm 42. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. And we see this longing and thirst for God, but it's not because everything is going his way. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night. So it's, he's going through a very rough time. Yet the rough time does not quench his thirst for God. It causes him to long for the Lord more because the Lord is his living waters, as Fran was praying. My tears have been my food day and night while people say to me all day long, where is your God? Because it's looking like God is not evident in his life. Where is your God? How come you're experiencing all these bad things? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. He's remembering. But then look at this, verse 5. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? So he's downcast. His soul is disturbed within him. He's troubled. And he's speaking to himself. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. So you need to speak to yourself and preach to yourself. It's really important to preach to yourself and speak to yourself. And you do it by the Spirit of God. Put your hope in God. For I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. So look Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior, my God. It goes on and says, my soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you. 
verse 7, deep calls to deep. And then you go down to verse 11. You can read the whole psalm. It's beautiful. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. So praise shifts your focus off of being downcast and your troubles and onto the Lord. How good he is, that he is your Savior, that he helps you with his presence, which is more literal translation of that. I'm reading from the NIV this morning. A more literal translation is his presence helps us. His presence saves us. And that's why he's praising. So in Psalm 42, the psalmist is down in the doldrums. His soul is downcast. How does he overcome? He speaks to himself, commanding his soul to praise. And this is what we need to do. Command our souls to praise. Hope in God. For I shall again praise him for the help of his presence. That's the NASB version. More literal there. Hope in God, for I shall again praise him for the help of his presence. So praise shifts your focus. Here's another awesome thing about praise. Praise welcomes the king's presence. And this is why we come together. This is why... We're praising God. Anna's leading us in praise. But again, praise, is, uh, praise involves singing, but it doesn't always have to be singing. Kat is a wonderful praiser, leads us in beautiful songs. And, uh, and this is a real gift, that the song helps us to praise. But even if you don't have the song and if you don't have the, uh, an amazing voice, like Anna and Kat, you can still praise the Lord. You can speak the praise. Uh, but I'd encourage you also, sing. Because um, there's power in singing. Well, what does praise do? Praise welcomes the king's presence. How was Jesus welcomed into Jerusalem? And this is last week we remembered uh, Palm Sunday, Jesus being welcomed into Jerusalem, he was welcomed through praise. Hosanna! They were praising. Uh, praising him as he was coming. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Baruch haba Hashem Adonai. The famous uh, prayer in, and song in Hebrew. Baruch haba Hashem Adonai. They were praising and inviting and inviting him and welcoming into him into Jerusalem. Through praise, that's how Jesus was welcomed into Jerusalem in his last week. In the same way, look how praise ushers in the fire and glory of God in 2 Chronicles. Now, this is exciting. Go to 2 Chronicles chapter 5, verse 13. All of this is exciting to me. Hallelujah. That's why I'm up and I'm speaking. <laughs> This is what keeps me going. Second Chronicles. So that's a book that's hard to find unless you've got your uh, Bible on your phone there. But look at this. Second Chronicles chapter 5, verse 13. The trumpeters, the trumpeters and musicians joined in unison to give praise and thanks to. The Lord. This is 
the building of Solomon's temple and they're dedicating the temple. The ark is being brought into the temple. The trumpeters and musicians joined in unison to give praise and thanks to the Lord, accompanied by trumpets, cymbals, and other instruments. And the singers raised their voices in praise to the Lord and sang, He is good. His love endures forever. Then the temple of the Lord was filled with the cloud. And the priests could not perform their service because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the temple of God. So as they were praising and singing and lifting up his name, that welcomed God's glorious presence. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple of God. Solomon remarked, the Lord has said that he would dwell in a dark cloud. I have built a magnificent temple for you, a place for you to dwell forever. Well, now where the temple through, Jesus, through what Jesus did on the cross? And this is what the Lord wants to do in us, fill us with his glory. And it fills us. It also fills the atmosphere and the environment that we're in, just like it did back then. Now go to chapter 7, verse 3 and 6. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 3 and 6. When all the Israelites saw the fire, oh, we got to go, uh, we got to go to verse 1. When Solomon finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. It happened again. It's like, a, and this is, we need the continual filling and refilling of the glory of the Lord. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple. The priests could not enter the temple of the Lord because the glory of the Lord filled it. When all the Israelites saw the fire coming down and the glory of the Lord above the temple, they knelt on the pavement with their faces to the ground and they worshiped and gave thanks to the Lord saying, He is good, His love endures forever. We see that again, refrain again. Then the king and all the people offered sacrifices before the Lord. And King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 22,000 head of cattle and 120,000 sheep and goats. So the king and all the people dedicated the temple of God. So their response to the glory of God was sacrifice and giving. Verse 6, the priests took their positions as did the Levites with the Lord's musical instruments which King David had made for praising the Lord and which were used when he gave thanks saying his love endures forever opposite the Levites the priests blew their trumpets and all the Israelites were standing so we see this praise praise welcomed God's glory and then their response to God's glory was to keep on praising continually praise so here, in all of this, we see praise welcomes the king's presence. How is Jesus welcomed into Jerusalem? Through praise. In the same way, look how praise ushers in the fire and glory of God in 2 Chronicles. When they praised, dot, 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 when they praised, the glory of the Lord filled the house. So we should praise with that expectation that God's glory is going to come and fill his house.
three more things. So four, praise is a weapon. Praise is a weapon. Through praise, we fight our battles. Surrounded by the enemy, we know the story, Jehoshaphat sends out the praise army first. This is very counterintuitive strategy. Could you imagine this army is outnumbering you, so much more powerful than you, and yet instead of sending out the warriors first and protecting the praisers, they send out the praisers first, the most vulnerable the most vulnerable out there with their instruments. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. It looked ridiculous. And this is the thing is much of God's ways are funny, humorous, and look ridiculous in our eyes. So here's the guys with no actual armor and no actual swords, and they're going out banging their cymbals, blasting their trumpets, praising the Lord, and it is the, it is the, the silliest strategy ever on earth for the military. Could you imagine uh, against ISIS, Trump sending out praisers, you know, when uh, Trump was fighting ISIS? Or any president, you know, if they, uh, George Bush, okay, we're gonna, and I'm not approving of these wars, but George Bush saying, hey, we're going to take Iraq. We're going to send out the praisers first. No, they sent out the tanks and tanks. They took it, they took it very quickly, but uh, here I'm not approving of all that, but what I'm saying is uh, no general is going to send out a bunch of musicians to fight the battle, but this is what they did, and I'm trying to relate it to today. And it was as ridiculous back then too. But what happened is when they praised the Lord, the Lord set ambushes against their enemy, and they began to fight with one another, and that is how they won the victory. So praise is an actual weapon, even more powerful. Praise is more powerful than the nuclear bombs we have. Praise is more powerful than swords, guns. Uh, any type of physical weapon, praise is more powerful. If it's done with the right heart, in the spirit of God, by faith, praise is more powerful. This is why we keep on praising. And this is why... The enemy tries to keep people from church because he doesn't want God's people coming together praising him because it's like, oh, this is uh, doing some havoc on my kingdom, the enemy is saying. So the enemy is like, hey, don't be a part of those praisers. <laughs> and and or, or, or uh, come but don't praise. So he's always trying to shut our mouths and stop us from praising. And But when you're praising, realize that, who. The enemy is, uh, God is fighting against your enemy. God is fighting against your enemy. So through praise, we fight our battles. Surrounded by the enemy, Jehoshaphat sends out the praise army first, and God ambushes their opponents. You can read that in 2 Chronicles 20, 21 through 22. Uh, We'll turn there, but we won't spend too much longer because... I'm aware of the time here, 2 Second, Second Chronicles 20, 21. After consulting the people, so they, this is a unanimous decision here. It wasn't Jehoshaphat saying, hey, this is, I'm the leader and this is what we're going to do. You better do it. <laughs> He's not lording it over them. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army saying, 
Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. This refrain, so important, so important. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord sets, set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. And they rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. They rose up against each other. They were fighting each other. So they had this great victory, and the fear of God came on all the surrounding kingdoms, it says in verse 29, when they had heard how the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. So the Lord fights for us. But sometimes people think, well, I don't need to do anything. The Lord fights for me. No, God fights for us as we do his will. We've got to actually put on the armor. We've got to actually open our mouths and praise. And as we praise, God fights for us. So don't use that. I've heard it used so many times, like for complacency or laziness. Uh, oh, God fights for me, so I really don't need to do anything. Uh, yes, God fights for you, but he fights for you as you walk in his way, as you step out in faith and praise him. And praise is a weapon. And how about this? In Acts, Paul and Silas are chained in prison, yet in their darkest hour they praise God, and God breaks their chains and saves their jailer. So we'll see this in Acts 16.25. Turn over there. Acts 16.25. So they could have been in jail and wondering, oh, why are we persecuted? Why are we so under attack? Why is this happening to us? We shouldn't follow Jesus anymore. He promised us that we would be blessed, and here we are in prison. <laughs> And this, this is, I don't know, uh, I, this is the thoughts that often come into our heads. Uh, but they responded in a different way. Here we are, I'm just 1625. I'm about midnight. Now, it's the darkest hour, it's about midnight. Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. Now, realize that there's, when we praise God, there's other people listening to this. I, I've heard, you know, as we go around the neighborhood, I heard one story of somebody used to, I don't know if they still do it, in, on Sunday mornings, they open up their window to hear the beautiful songs that come from here. And in the park, I, people have visited the park, and they told me, oh, I was with a client in the park all the way at the other side, but I heard you guys worshiping. So people are listening. We may not think people are listening, but here we are. We got the praise and worship on in our house, and we're praising God, and people are listening. The neighbors are listening. And I can always remember at the Bible school, the 316 Center, next to us there was this anonymous uh, this anonymous room, and the, those, it, we tried to acquire, and the, acquire it and because we wanted to expand, and they said, oh, no, somebody is renting that, but nobody was ever there. And then we heard somebody say that, uh, oh, I saw somebody leaving that place at 6 in the morning. We peeked into the letter hole, and we saw there's just kind of just one chair in there, that's all. 
we didn't know what this place was. And then I received a note, a note through the door of the 316 Center and said, I want to, I want to thank you because I've heard all the prayer and worship. I can't tell you what I, I, I'm next door to you. I can't tell you what I do because it's, uh, it's a secret. It's private. I'm not allowed to say. So I don't know if it's some secret, but it really, it really was this. But, but he, said, he said to me, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Christian, but I've been so, uh, so tempted by the flesh. But as I hear your praise and worship, I, uh, I'm not going to go out now to the clubs or I, didn't, I, I won't. I've been, when I heard the praise and worship, I didn't want to go out to drink and sin. Uh, I was impacted in my heart, and so I went home to my family. And I just wanted to, you to know that someone was listening. You, know, you won't know who I am, uh, but I just want you to know that someone, someone was listening and you have changed, you changed my life. And he wrote this and he put it under there. So that got me curious about what that place was <laughs> that was right next to us. Uh, and whether the government was sur- uh, doing some surveillance on us. Is this some weird group? <laughs> well, we, we won. We were victorious through praise, whatever it was. <laughs> I don't know what it was. And we were trying to think. But uh, that was the letter. I have the letter somewhere. I filed the letter. Uh, It was a card that he had sent me. Now, how did we get to that? I feel like I'm at Bible. I feel like I'm at Bible school now with these stories. (laughs) All right. Yeah, we've got. Yeah. The prisoners were listening and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. So. The spiritual praises had an effect on the natural realm, so much so that there was a violent earthquake. And at once, all the prison doors flew open. So this is freedom. And everyone's chains came loose. All the chains came, came loose. And this is important because this is what happens when we praise. People are set free. Amen. Their chains are loose so that they can receive salvation. That they can walk free. All at once, the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer, woke, the jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and he was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But here's this interesting thing. Paul stays. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. Even though they were set free, his heart was for that jailer. And the jailer called for the lights. He fell trembling before Paul and Silas. And this is the beautiful thing. Verse 30. And then, and then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? It led to a question. It's not them ramming the gospel down their throats. It led the jailer to say, What must I do to be saved? And this is what praise does. Praise is a weapon that sets the captives free and fights against the spiritual forces of darkness. This is why we praise. Amen? Amen? (laughs) Five here. God's word commands and exemplifies praise. This is why we praise, because God's word commands. 
And it exemplifies, it gives us so many examples of praise. A whole book in the Bible is devoted to praising God. It's what we call the book of Psalms. In Hebrew, it's called Tehillim. Tehillim. Tehillim is praises. It means praises. Tehillim. And Tehillim, if you look, you can see the H there. You can see the L there. Uh, Tehillim comes from the root halal, meaning admire, praise, and shine. Also from this root halal, we get uh, hallelujah, hallelujah. When we praise, we shine the light on God in a dark world. This is what praise does. It shines the light on God in a dark world. We're tempted to get the spotlight on us. Praise gets the spotlight off of us and onto God in a dark world so people see him and their eyes are open to him. And so all throughout the book of praises, it's commanding us to praise. So it may be better than Psalms. We should call it the book of praises. <laughs> well, that's how it's called literally in Hebrew. And the whole book of Psalms is summed up in Psalm 150. And notice in Psalms that it's not praises because everything is going right. Now, this is what I'm trying to bring out. Because when we're happy, we tend to sing and want to praise. But Psalms is teaching us when I'm down in the dumps, when I'm in the doldrums, when things aren't going my way, when the enemy is attacking me, when I'm being persecuted persecuted. I'm going to praise and I'm still going to praise. I'm going to be like Paul and Silas in the midnight hour. I'm chained, but I'm going to praise. I'm going to praise and praise and praise. And that breaks off chains, the power of praise. And so here we have in Psalm 150, praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in his mighty heavens, praise him for his acts of power, praise him for his surpassing greatness, praise him with the sounding of the trumpet, praise him with the harp and lyre, praise him with timbrel and dancing, praise him with the strings and pipe, praise him with the clash of cymbals, praise him with resounding cymbals, let everything that has breath Praise the Lord. Amen. And that's the climax of the book of praises. Last thing is praise spreads the good news. Praise spreads the good news. Often we limit the presentation of the gospel to a logical appeal. Now it's important to appeal to reason and logic. But there's something more and, and Often you hear people talk about with, with worship and singing, uh, they don't think of it as evangelism. But one of the most powerful methods of evangelism is song and singing. It reaches past people's heads and it touches their hearts. I heard something about the, the recent revival in Asbury and, and God was doing great things there. He's still doing great things there. But uh, God, was, God uh, was doing great things there, but there's always the critics. There's, in revival, there's always critics. And I saw this critic, and some guy said, I went there, and I never heard the gospel preached. I didn't hear, hear anything about the gospel preached. And so he went on in his rant about he never heard the gospel preached there. And I was thinking, did, it, did you listen to just one song that they sang? Because in just one song that was sang, the gospel was preached. 
And the gospel is con constantly being preached through the songs. Now, what was happening there was they were spending so much time praising and worshiping. Uh, but in the praise and worship, the gospel is preached. Still, the gospel was preached, and people preached it with uh, not just songs, but in speaking. But let's not minimize song and praises that come from the mouth with regards to the good news. Often we limit the presentation of the gospel. There's this scripture here in, in, uh, in 40 verse, in Psalm 40. All right, Psalm 40 verse verse, one. Three, I think it verse is. 3. Oh, yeah. He has put a new song in my mouth. Here's from Anna. Thanks. Thank you, honey. He has put a new song in my heart. Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear, or many will see and fear and will trust in the Lord. Notice the connection there. He has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see and fear and will trust in the Lord. Amen. Praising God through song. Thanks. Thanks, Anna. Praising God through song is one of the most potent ways of evangelism. Music can bypass people's defenses and touch their hearts, revealing to them the beauty and power of God. Oh, I noticed a little mistake. I have to put a parenthesis in there. Fix that up. But you, you see Psalm 18:49. We'll just read that one. We read Psalm 18, 49. Anna showed us a great verse too. Maybe I'll add that verse in there. Maybe that's why I haven't closed the parentheses. I need to add that verse <laughs> that Anna gave me in there. There's something, something more. <laughs> so Psalm 18, 49. Therefore, I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. That's the goyim. Those are the ones that don't believe. They don't know yet salvation especially during this time uh, of history when this was written therefore I will praise you Lord among the nations I will sing the praises of your name I will sing the praises of your name I think that's going maybe could be people but it's it's meaning those who don't those who don't believe, therefore I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing the praises of your name. Hallelujah. So summing up, our God is worthy and victorious. Praise shifts your focus. Praise welcomes the king's presence. Praise is a weapon. God's word commands and exemplifies praise. And praise spreads the good news. Hallelujah. We've been talking about restoring the soul, the chief shepherd restores our souls as we praise him because that's why he created us. We were made to glorify him, to praise him in everything we say and do. So the work of our hands, our, our raising our children, are going here and there, are going to the tip. <laughs> we're meant to praise him. We come to a meal recently, just lots of strange stuff out there, but recently some guy said, I want to bust a myth. You know, the Bible never tells us to say grace. And, uh, well, 
let me, and so he's busting the myth, you don't have to say grace. Well, you don't have to do anything, really, right? <laughs> I'm exaggerating here. But here's Jesus, let me, let me uh, respond to that. Here's Jesus with the broken bread before he's giving it to the crowd of 5,000. He lifts, his, lifts it up to heaven and gives thanks. So he's giving thanks. Thanks and praise go together. He's giving thanks. Uh, the meal is set before us. We praise God because we're thankful. We praise you, Lord. Thank you that we have another, another meal. We're not going to take this one for granted. This is why we say grace. And you can say grace before and you can say it after. And while you're eating, hallelujah, this is a good meal. Thank you, honey, for all the work you put in it. <laughs> She's not the only one that cooks around the house. I also cook <laughs> too and often we work as a team I'll do the barbecuing and she'll do the salad uh, or, or something along those lines so to, we're called to praise him in everything we say and do not limited and then there was this is the last thing as I was uh, in uh, prayer and spending time with the Lord I was in, in bed because I'm still trying to get well. This was yesterday. A song came into my heart, and I began to sing it. And these, uh, it was all about, it was all about an army of praise, an army of praise. And this is what the Lord is doing now. He's raising up an army of praise. And the lyrics are very simple, but I felt like the Holy Spirit gave me this. I don't know if we'll sing it or not because uh, Anna and I were working on, working on it last night. I don't know how, how uh, much we've got it down, but I'll just read the lyrics. Very simple, not complicated. Raise up an army of praise, an army of praise, your army of praise, 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 praise. So it's, a, it's this prayer that God would raise up an army of praise and let them praise, 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 praise always, praise you in always. Continual praise, continual praise, 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 continue to praise. And this is what I feel is, is God's heart, is he's raising up this army that will praise him. And continual praise, and continue to praise. And it's a call to praise, to praise Him in everything. So let's pray. And uh, I don't know if, Anna, do you want to try to sing it? Yeah, we can sing it. We go, well, first we'll, first we'll pray. <laughs> then we'll see if we can, we can sing. And that could be our last, our last thing. Lord, we just... I want to give you thanks that we're here. We're here proclaiming your word. We're here praising you. We're here glorifying you. Raise up that army of praise, Father, all across the world, in Brisbane, in Milton, in, in uh, the Sunshine Coast, in Logan, in Redcliffe, in Ipswich, all the suburbs, throughout Australia, into the outback, 
into indigenous communities, into the islands around us. Raise up an army of praise. Raise up families that praise you. Raise up the praise warriors. And let us put this into practice to praise you continually, night and day, nonstop, realizing that this is such a powerful weapon that you have given us. So, Lord, we praise you, we bless you. Let the high praises of God be in our mouth and a double-edged sword, your word in our hand, in Jesus' name. And there, uh, a lot of our congregation is traveling or someplace else, but I pray for this message to really get into the heart and bones of our congregation to praise and to continue to praise and to live a life of praise. And everyone hearing this, in Jesus' name, amen. Raise up an army of praise, an army of praise, your army of praise. Praise, 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 raise up an army of praise, an army of praise, your army of praise. Praise, 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 let them praise, 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 praise always, and praise you in always. Praise, 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 praise always, praise you in always, continual praise, continual praise, 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 continue to praise, continual praise, continual praise. Praise, 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 continue to praise. Raise up an army of praise, army of praise, your army of praise. Praise, 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 raise up an army of praise, an army of praise, your army of praise. Praise, praise, praise. Do the second verse. Let them praise, 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 praise. Praise always, praise you in always. Let them praise, praise, praise. Praise, 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 praise always, and praise you in always. Continual praise, continual praise. Praise, 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 continue to praise. Praise, 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 continual praise. Continue to praise. 
I couldn't see the words for a second, so I'm like... <laughs> Raise up an army of praise, an army of praise, your army of praise. Praise, praise, praise. Raise up an army of praise, an army of praise, your army of praise. Praise, praise, praise.